theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. So let's continue inside. Daf Chavzayin Amud Gimel, Chavzayin Column 3, page 54. The line starts, Hapirut. A little below the middle of the page. 54, the first column. Middle of Hine Anachnum Almim. Hapirud, you see. The last line the Balatanya said was that Kol HaKarav Karav. Ah. Israel, Israel, this, this, just today, yeah. Uh. <laughs> whatever is closer, whatever in its consciousness is closer to the reality of the divine, you'll see, it'll, its existence is defined with by more bittel and more achdus, more unity and more transcendence. The further, the more division, the less bittel, the less achdus. And in Asiyah, he says, Nasa pirud Line starts hapirud. This is the meaning of the Pasuk in Bereshus. When the creation is described after the world is created. So the Torah says that uh, Hashem placed Adam, the first person in a gan, Called Ganeiden, Garden of Eden, to preserve it, to work it, La Avdolashamra. And then he says, Vinahar Yoitsimayden A river leaves Aden to irrigate the garden. And from there, from the Gan, the river splits, and it goes into four outlets, which become four rivers. He says, there's the, remember the four rivers. There's the river Pishoin, Gichoin, Chidekel, which is the Tigris, and the last one, Vanar Haravi, Hunahar Pras, the fourth one, which is Pras, the Euphrates. Pishon is usually defined as the Nile Delta, according to Rashi. Um, uh, Gichoin is uh, debate, the very heavily debated. And finally, Chidekel is still called the Tigris and the Fras Euphrates. So there's Aden. A river leaves Aden and gives, brings water to Gan, to the garden. A garden needs water. Garden can't live without water. From there, from the garden, the river splits. One river splits. This is where Adam is placed. So what's the meaning? Hanar, Hanimshech Meyeden. So, so the vocabulary again that's going to be used is the vocabulary, the terminology of Kabbalah and Chsidus. 
And it's important to understand the concept that's being conveyed. Hanar animshech meyedin, the river that flows, nimshech means it flows, hamshacha. It flows from Eden, from Eden, shuhu chachma datzilus. Eden represents the first divine characteristic of the world of Atzilus, which is the world of oneness. The river is a flow of energy all the way from Eden, which is Chachma, and it flows through the whole world of Atzilus until it irrigates the garden. It comes from the Eden all the way to the garden. The garden is the term for Malchus of Atzilus, which is the tenth characteristic, the tenth sphere, the tenth uh, faculty of Atzilus, which becomes the source for the next world. The garden becomes the source for the next world. But Huakol Nar Echad, over there it's one river. Adayin Mushlal Megedere is Chalkas Betachlas. It's still completely devoid, not only of division, but of the entire realm of division, the entire definition of division. Absolutely. Over there, there's only oneness. Kibatzilis ihu vigarmoyichat, because in the world of Atzilis, meaning in the consciousness, in the paradigm of Atzilis, ihu he, it's an expression of Zohar, ihu he vigarmoy, and his uh, the word garments, the word garments comes from garmoyi, his garments, meaning his levushim, his characteristics, the spheroids, the kalim are one. What says there one? Shem bebchinus bitul amiti. They are, they experience themselves with incomplete oneness, complete alignment, without an ego, with complete bitl, which is the cessation of ego, one with their matzil, their emanator, their source. So even though you have chachme, bina, chesed, gvura, which are so different personalities, it's back to the beis, reish, vav, and chaf. It's one word. Because the soul is felt. The soul is felt. I express it this way. You express it this way. But there's a complete oneness. It's the exact antithesis of pirud, of division, of fragmentation, and ribui of the, the, of the experience of uh, multiplicity, of multiplicity. What's experienced is the oneness, because there's the river, the river that flows. But the moment the river hits the head, the, 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 the beginning, the origin of the world of Bria, not the world of Atsilus. The same river now, same river, same water. It now suddenly splits into four. It's not, it's not a new river. It's the same river. It's the same flow, same flow of consciousness, but something, something shifted. From oneness comes multiplicity. From complete cohesiveness comes fragmentation. Something shifted. Same water. It becomes fragmented. These are known in Kabbalah as the four camps of the Shechina. 
meaning they're all holy. Pnei this is the world of Bria, the vision of Yecheskel, chapter 1, known as the Merkava, Pnei Arieh, in the face of the lion, on the right, Pnei Shar, face of the bull, the ox, as may have smile, he doesn't continue, but it is the face of the eagle, and the face of the human being. Four camps, Arboroshim. Ach, heim chalokim koilolim But here there's still chalokim, different sections, but each one is very encompassing. Meaning, each one of the four includes many details. But as the river continues and evolves even further, from the camp of Malach Michal, known as the face of the lion, What's known in the Svarim of Kabbalah is another 186,000 dimensions that are fragmented, that are divided, which are known as the camp of Michal, the entourage of Michal. What was the face of Anax? There's the whole machina of angels of Gavriel. But this is told all in Olam Abriya. It begins with four, and then it further devolves into more period, more ribui. From one, 186. Now there's a new world, Yitzira. The river is now dividing yet more, many more particles. Shehem kol. Shehena rucha is the Yitzira. These are all the spirits, meaning all the spiritual energy of Yitzira. And then of Asiya, there's a new world Asiya. Here the division yet takes on, it accelerates even more intensely. Which creates all of the souls of the world called Asiya. All a symptom, all a result, a consequence of the process we began talking about the breaking, the shattering of the vessels. Meaning the caliph are not anymore facilitating the one oil, because if they would, there would be only one river. According to this, we understand it's not the vessel breaks once. It crumbles. So you have four pieces from one four. But now there is, it crumbles, crumb after crumb. Meaning the crumb itself is then divided into so many crumbs, each crumb, and so on and so forth. More multiplicity, and more multiplicity, and more multiplicity. In parentheses he adds, not a physical parenthesis, he's just adding, You have malachim, which are already repaired in a world called Tikkun, which is post-Sviris HaKelem. We say in the davening in the morning, His servants, they stand in the height of the world, so he says, Hashem Mesharsim stand, and Yotzim Mesharsim is 
Why twice? Because there are those that are misbattered every day from Toyu, from Shreya Sakelem into the world, to the world of Tik. We learned in the beginning that Shreya Sakelem affects three things Malachim, Neshamas, and Kaychas Alekim, the divine Kaychas. We just learned about the Malachim, Michal, Gavriel. The same is true with souls. Through the tremendous descent of layers of consciousness throughout the evolution of the worlds, Shtalshalos comes from the word Shalshalos, the chain. Souls also crumble, they divide into small particles. And again, more and more and more. It starts off with the four flags in the desert. The Shamas Yisrael were divided into four flags, four directions, right? Those who dwelled in the east <laughs> and in the Durham and south, Myriv and west, and in Safan in the north. And each one had a flag. And that flag included three Shvatim. So you had three, six, nine, and twelve. Each unit of three had its own flag, Parshas Bamidbar. Those flags are indicative, they capture the source of the souls, the way they're in Bria. And in Bria, there's four groups of Jews. Just four groups. Not bad. Four groups. In Atzillus, there's no four, there's one. In Bria, there's four, the river split into four groups. The same water. That's why there's four Dgalim. You had the soul of Yehuda. It encompassed all the souls in the Machin of Yehuda. As we said, every flag encompassed three. There was the leading Shevet and the other two that were under its flag, its tutelage. And they traveled together, specific direction. The flag had a color. The flag had a shape. The flag represented a certain identity, a certain quality that was unique to these three Shvatim. But for that, you had to have the consciousness of Bria. It's included in the soul of Yehuda. But then, that soul is divided into many individual souls, all in his flag, which are not from Shevet Yehuda. You have Shevet Yisachar, you have Shevet Zvulun. So there's already more division. There's Yehuda himself, there's the Shevet Yehuda, and, which includes the other two, and then there's the way you get more specific, the other shvatim. From four, it turns into 600,000, still in Olam Abriya. Yes, you could take the 600,000 and trace it back to four, but ultimately you had 600,000 souls, and one was not a copy of the other. It was 600,000 different souls. Each one has its name, its uniqueness, its mission, its identity. It's raised on the etra, it's color, it's shape. Kiatoida, here's a line. Kiatoida medaberes hakol ba'ilam abriya. The stories of Toida are basically an x-ray of the world of Briya. Because the Toida is talking about creation, it's talking about the world. It's not talking about uh, pre-creation, it's talking about the world. But which world? If you want to understand that world, you have to have an x-ray into the world of Briya. Then you can understand the stories of Torah. Huh? After Shreya Sakelam, yeah. 
after Shreya Sakelem. All Bria comes after Shreya Sakelem. But you have to have the glasses of Bria. You have to have the microscope of Bria to understand the consciousness that's operating in those stories. Ah, a line. Taylor speaks in Elam Abriya. There's four flags, of course, because in Elam Abriya there's four. And then it gets to 600,000. Avil be The moment you're wearing the glasses of Yitzira, sorry, this story changes. You're seeing something else. You're not dealing with 600,000 anymore. Now the particles are accelerated in great numbers. Because you entered into the realm of Ruach. From Neshama, you entered into the realm of Ruach. Ruach is a lower state of consciousness. There's Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. Nefesh is associated with Hasiyah. Ruach is associated with Yitzirah. Neshama is associated with Bria. Again, this is the mystical vocabulary. It represents the fact that with each state of consciousness, there is less a sense of oneness. So with the Ruach of Yitzirah, the numbers grow dramatically. And it's not a lie, it's the same river. It's the same river, but what I see is many more numbers. Ubasia, once you go to Asiya, Hamispirshal Nefashas da Asiya, who godly The numbers of Nefashas, he changes to the word Nefashas, from Ruach to Nefesh, because it's Nefesh, the numbers of souls reaches the highest number in terms of multiplicity and in terms of division. Achasam achribu yineshamis, yet the 600,000 souls with which we began in Bria, heim shekvar niskinu, v'nizbaradu mishvir sakele v'nichlu b'elamatikum, are those that were already fixed and refined after the breaking of the vessels, and are included in the new world called Olam, Olam hatikum, the world of repair, which we'll later understand what that means. So this is the process of the neshamis evolving or devolving through the worlds. And just as you have the shvira, the shattering of the vessels. What do we mean by shattering? We mean multiplicity and division in souls and in angels as discussed. Starts with one, goes to four, and then devolves into so much more. The same process exists with the divine kaychus the divine energy, the divine kayach, that animates all of creation. The descent of the worlds means that the divine energy divides into, and here the word particles is quite accurate, into enormous quantities of particles, creating the unique chemistry of every individual Existence, every individual nivra. No two things are alike, even if they're similar. The kaiches get scattered from oneness. In Bria, they scattered, Yitzira even more scattered, Asiya more scattered. What do we mean scattered? It's giving life. It's giving life to something in a way that that something is perceived as self-contained, as separate, and therefore different and divided from its neighbor. The more the descent of the divine energy, what do we mean descent? It doesn't mean literally it goes down a sliding pan, pan or goes down a uh, slope, 
Yiridus Hamadregis means, in terms of consciousness, more remote from its own source, its own oneness. Nisraba Yosir Hapirud, the fragmentation is accelerated. The Hainu, Shakal Chelik Vachal Nitzutz, Nishalik Oidlin Nitzutz Vachalukim Rabbim. What in a higher world remained one spark in a lower world is now divided into so many more particles and so many more sparks. Even though they're really one. Similar to what we said about angels and about souls. The beginning of creation, it says, Hashem created the heaven and earth. And the earth was soyu, the second posik of Bereshus, right? The earth was toyu vavoyu. Toyu means chaos. Toyu is chaos. Vavoyu, and uh, literally translated a devoid, a place of voidness. Darkness on the abyss. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water. That's how the genesis of creation is described. In the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. Earth was chaotic and empty. Darkness on the face of the Sahim, on the abyss. Everything was dark. And there was a spirit of Hashem. Now, those two psukim contain the whole story of the universe. But how are you supposed to understand them? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. What was it like? Toyu vavoyu. So in the writings of Kabbalah, especially the writings of the Arizal, he sees the second Pasuk as indicative of Olam HaToyu, a world called Toyu, chaos. And the reason it's called chaotic is because all the vessels broke. A successful world that's not chaotic is a world in which there is a uh, symbiosis, a synchronization, an integration between Oyer and Kali between energy and vessel, between the light and the container of the light. But when the kalim are broken, so now the light scatters all over the place, and it's not anymore manifested through the vessel, certainly not in a structured and organized way, because the vessel's shattered, as we spoke with the bays and the rash and the vav and the chav. It's not a kalim anymore. It doesn't carry that air. That process is called shviras ha-kalim. That created a consciousness, a world called toyu. That process itself... There's the breakage, the way it's manifested in Bria, in Yitzira, and all the way in Asiya. So he says, The spirit of Hashem, Merachefes. Merachefes in Hebrew means hovers, right? Merachef, like you'll say, uh, an eagle, Merachef. Ah? Yeah. Ah? Huh? Hovers, hovers, yeah. Like the bird hovering over its, uh, over its nest. So, so he says, is a combination of two words. Reish peiches meis. Ruach elakim, the spirit of Hashem, merachefes. Reish peiches, 288 meis died. What does this mean? The hainu, reish peiches nitsutsin shenoflu moilam atoyim akelim shenishbru. There are 288 divine sparks that fell down. They went through an afila, a fall, from the world of chaos together with the vessels that broke. That baruch, we go back to the baruch. The light that comes out through the word baruch is connected to the letter Bez, Rej, Vav, and Chaf. 
together they bring out that concept. When they're fragmented, you don't have that concept anymore. But something stays. The kalim were shattered, so they're not manifesting the ur. But every keli has with it its nitsutsus, its sparks. It's not a cohesive story. It's not clear in the keli because the keli was broken. So he says, you have 288 sparks that fell together with the vessels that were shattered. Why 288? The number 288 represents the fragmentation of the divine sparks which all went through a transformation, a traumatic transformation, so to speak, if we could use that word, because they went through a nephilah, they fell. And when the fall represents that is not recognizable, the identity pre the nephila is not recognizable anymore in my identity post the nephila. But this is all the way the sparks were in Atzillus, and then they went through the nephila of Shreya Sakalim, which is the beginning of their descent, and hence 288. So Mirachefes describes that. Avol be'achakak Remember, he said that the first Shviris HaKalim, they end up where? In Ban of Atzillus, which is the source of Bia. So we have 288. But once it comes into Bria, as I call Nitzutz Merapach, Nitzutz Manal Shabbatzillus, Neschalik Shomu Bria, Lechalokim Rabbimoyed. Every spark of the 288 in Atzillus is divided in, in the world of Bria to many, many different, many diverse particles. Shanoflum Bria Liyitzira. From Briyat Yitzira, again, as in Eschalko Oid Lechalokim V'Nitzutzim K'tanem, yet smaller particles and sparks. V'chein Miyitzira L'Asiyah, Neschalko V'Nispardum Oid B'Yoyser, L'Alofim Ulerevavis, from 288, you end up with thousands, and then Revavis, which are myriads, are Revavis 10,000, myriads, so Revavis are myriads, etc. Ubazayuvon, this gives some perspective. That the Golos, the exile, continues for so long, more than 1700 years. Today the number changed, yeah. This is Tafkuf Samachet, this is 1804, 1805. And the Churban Habayis was in the year 70 after the Common Era, right? That's why he says more than 1700 years. Because it wasn't 1800 years yet. It was more than 1700 years since the Churban of the second Beis Hamikdash. Says the Golas continues for more than Yud Zayin Meir Shana. 1700 years. 1700, more than that. Viyadua, it's known. The objective of Golas was to elevate the 288 sparks. When these birudim, when these elevations are complete, Yahweh Mashiach Amen. Mashiach comes speedily in our days, Amen. Vim Kenu Tamua. If so, one ought to ask, Vichy Efsher, Shalinus Barir Adayin Reish Pechesne Tsutsim, Meshach Ravkazer, Ashadur Hulich Vidur Bava, Halechad Mislam of Arach Helkish and Sarach Lavare. Is it possible that 288 sparks of Toyu were not refined and sublimated during this span of time? 
A generation come, leaves, and a generation goes. And every single Jew elevates his chalak, his part of the universe that was given to him to be mevarer, to elevate. Umagam. Furthermore, the number of Jews originally that was designated to elevate the 288 sparks were Samach Riboy, 600,000 souls, like the Jews who left Egypt. As we said, that's the source of Neshambas Israel. They're given this job. Baruch Hashem. Yisrael, Rabim Yosem, and Misprezeh, Yosef Hashem Aleyem Chuli. And now he says, Baruch Hashem, the number of Jews exceed greatly the number of 600,000 Jews that left Mitzrayim. The 600,000 Jews left Mitzrayim who are supposed to elevate these sparks. And he says, Abracha Yosef Hashem Aleyem Kachem Elef Pam May God increase them more and more. The culture came, this is even today. In his day, the culture came as manakad moinim. Certainly, if you go back in history, show you nimtze kfarim, show you bem yosem esamach riba k'moshikasa begemara kfar shechlayim. The Gemara speaks about certain towns or cities where you had more than six hundred thousand Jews. The Gemara speaks about a kfar called kfar shechlayim, the town of shechlayim. So, two hundred eighty-eight sparks take so long to be mevarer. More than seventeen hundred years, so many generations. Each do each Jew does his or her part, especially with so many Jews, so much more than the original six hundred thousand. Ella shehu mishum shalamata basi and ispardu hanitzutzes la alafim or revavus ein misper. The number two eighty eight again is the way you go back to the source, but in the world of Asiya, the sparks are divided into thousands and myriads and really ain't misper. We can't even have a number for them. In the world of Atsilis, where there's a world of oneness after the Shvira, there's 288. 288 sparks went through what's called a death experience. The Shvira is so powerful, it's called Mace, death. And you're talking about the divine sparks. That's what Shvira Sakhalim is. It's a form of... Uh, the soul is snuffed out of it because the kalim break. So the nitzutzes are different nitzutzes, but it's still 288. But And over there, 600,000 souls deal with 288 sparks. It actually works. Over there you have 600,000 souls. Why? Because each soul encompasses many souls. Because there's much more oneness. It's like branches of a tree. Existing, growing from one root. There's one root. That one root doesn't include one fruit, one tree, one fruit. That one root can have many branches and many leaves and many fruits. But you have to go to the root level. If you go to the root level, the many become one. So you have millions and millions become 600,000. How? It's like a mother who's a mother of every child, of many children. It could be a, a, mother, a large family. That's on a mother level. That's the way the mother sees her family. But the way the family comes out, yeah, sometimes you have brothers who don't talk to each other. For the mother, doesn't make sense. So you all in my womb. What are you acting a Chinese? What does Rivka say? Why am I going to lose both of you one day? You came out of the same place. You think you're really that different? Yeah, mommy sees even her 60-year-old baby as still in the womb, more or less. I mean, he thinks he went out, but uh, we know the truth. So, so who's right? 
there's different states of consciousness. <laughs> Who's right? Go tell somebody, imagine you're in a fight with your brother, imagine you're in the womb. <laughs> imagine you're one years old. There's something very true about it. Imagine you're one years old, you were playing around, killing each other in the dining room, running around the way one-year-olds run around. But now, <laughs> now he's at Abin Shalkol Bnei I can't, I can't talk to you. So it's a different state of consciousness. So yeah, in the world, in the higher world of Atzil, is the 600,000 and 288 sparks. V'shamim gamkin mispir samach ribin like the root of a tree, collective souls, shem tzrichim levarir reish peches chalakim g'daylem. And these 600,000 souls are given 288 sparks, but they're big particles. Heinan itzutzus shebatzilus. Those are the sparks in Atzilus. So commercial lamato, but the way it devolves downward, the number of souls increases as we said. The sparks also increase. To thousands upon thousands of smaller particles. Therefore the Golas continued. All the Birudim were not yet complete. You're dealing with much more than 288. When this bitter is complete, the goyal, the redeemer comes speedily in our days. Amen, the birudim of the rapach the way they are in the world of Asiya. The Pasik says, Marabu Masecha Hashem, Kulam Every morning. Wow, your creation is so diverse. Rabu, it's so diverse. It's amazing. The, the diversity and the minuscule diversity. And when you look at it at a granular level, how much the ribu is beyond imagination. Kulam b'chachmasis. Everything was made with wisdom. Literally, it means there's so much wisdom in everything. Pirush, what we're saying in davening is, the multiplicity created through the shattering of the vessels. In all created beings in Briya Yitzhira especially in Asiya, we are Here the multiplicity and the fragmentation is greater than anywhere else. Every single creature is distinct from its neighbor, from its other, and that's how it's defined. It's defined by the I, in contrast to the thou, to you. The emo, the modus operandi of every nivre nasiya is, that it's a yesh. It has its own ego to protect as something separate from everybody else and anything else. That's what the marabu means. Marabu doesn't only mean diversity. Marabu means the endless diversity and multiplicity and differentiation and division and fragmentation and ego. The kulam But all of them In Lashon Kodesh, asisa doesn't only mean made, it means fix. We have in Parshas Kiseitze, she does her nails, right? But does means, as Rashi explains, and before I should say, from the word tikkun, repair, fixing. Marabu Masach Hashem. Kulam, all of them, Bechachma Asisa. 
תיקון. שהידי החכמה מסתכלים מבחינת עולם התיקון. חכמה allows for there to be the תיקון, the repair, the unity. דהיינו שהידי החכמה, through the awareness of חכמה, מגיע ונמשך בהם הביטל. You can introduce into the fragmentation, to fragmented world. The bittle, what do we mean the bittle? The bittle means the cessation of the sense of egotism and separateness. To be aligned with him. And therefore to be aligned with themselves and with each other. Without the division that characterizes the symptoms of Shvir Sakel. That's the reality you're dealing with. But now there's a new idea. With Chachma, there's the world you create a Tikkun. And this essentially defines the mission statement of Judaism, the mission statement of the Jew. This is the entire Torah of the human. This is the Torah of the human. I put in the word entire. This is the Torah of the human being. What is Torah Sa'adam? What is the mission statement of the human being? Of the Jew? Levarer Birurin. Levarer Birurin means to create clarity. The word Boirer, right? From the word Boirer is to sift, to dissect, to divide, to clarify, to create birudim. What does this mean? To sublimate and elevate every aspect he or she encounters, beginning with yourself and the world around you, from a state of pirud, from a state of isolation, separation, division, fragmentation, to a place of oneness. The oneness of, of reality, the oneness of Hashem. V'zehu, this is the meaning of the Pasuk, and we say it every Shabbos afternoon by Mincha. As Shabbos is concluding, we say the following Pasuk. Now we see it's easy, you read these things, to miss the insight. What's the Pasuk? Everybody knows the Pasuk. Ata echad, v'shimcha echad, u'michamcha yisroga echad baris. You're one, your name is one. And who is Michamcha Yisrael, right? Whenever there's a story on the internet about the Jewish people, there's always that line, Michamcha Yisrael. Who is like your nation, Israel? Goy Echad Ba'aretz. One nation on earth, or more accurate would be a unique nation on earth. Like you say, you know, he's a Yelid, he's a Yelid Miyuchat, a special child, a special nation. Goy Echad Ba'aretz. It's like a designated unique nation on earth. And if you don't believe it, you can ask the anti-Semites. That's the literal passage. You're one, your name is one, and who is like Yisrael? That's a guy echad a unique nation on earth. What's the connection between the first half of the passage and the second half of the passage? We're talking about all the special things. You're one, your name is one, and your nation is unique. So as the Balatanya, there's a much deeper idea that the Navi is saying. Pirush. Ato. You, you are one, is talking about his essence. He's one and singular. What's your name? What's your name is one? 
What do you mean your name is one? You're one, your name is What's Shimcha? Shimcha b'chines haziva oira mispashit memenu hanikre oirein soif baruchu gam kenechad b'tachlis. Shimcha is not Atta. Atta is your essence. Shimcha is your name. What's the name? The name he defines as the ray and the light that is articulated from the divine Godhead, from Hashem Himself, called the Oir Ein Saif Baruchu, the Oir of the Infinite One. What is light? What is the definition of light? Just like the sun gives off its ray, which allows the sun to have an impact on whatever that light comes in contact with, so we can have light, brightness, we can see, can have the heat, the warmth, the energy, whatever the sun gives. Everything emits light, the light represents how something travels outside of itself and impacts its light, literally, light frequencies that travel and are emitted from anything, from this cup and from this book and from me. Everything has its air, and that's called hispashtus, the way you your energy travels and impacts whatever it does in whatever way it impacts it. What's Hashem's name? Hashem's name is the way God's, Energy becomes a source for creation. And that's what the function of a name is. For yourself, you don't need a name. The reason I need to speak to you through your name, you don't call yourself and you say, uh, Chaim, uh, you know, it's morning. I mean, some people do it. But for, if you lived yourself on an island, <laughs> you like doing it. If you live yourself on an island, you don't have to call yourself by name, right? But there's also bigger name represents your reputation. We all know others' names. I don't know you, I know your name. I know what I see. What about Atta? <laughs> to get from Shimchat Atta is not so simple. It could take a lifetime and a few. That comes from Hashem. Atta Echot and Shimcha. Even your name is Echot. The divine energy that is articulated in the whole universe is also one. There's no multiplicity. There's no fragmentation. It's all one. Not only you're one. Your name is one. But here we have to get stuck. No one knows this. Ata echad, reshim echad. Nobody knows it. So he says, "Umicha amcha Yisrael gayechad baaretz." The Hainu sheheim oisim pchines echad afilu baaretz. You are one. Your name is also one, but nobody knows it. Look at the Eretz. The word oneness is the last word you're going to define Eretz with, not your own land. Not other people's land, not the world. The remnants is the world of Asiya. Everything is about selfishness. And even selfishness in a very benign way. We're not only talking about abrupt, brute narcissism. That also is very popular in our world. But the whole attitude, the intuitive experience is an experience of division and fragmentation, even within myself, never mind with others. So the source of creation is one. But creation is all about the opposite of one. Right? From one came many. And the many defines the story of creation. But wait. Here comes the contribution, the revolution that's created by Yisrael. Goy echad ba'aretz. It's the nation that reveals Echad. We're in the terrain of Eretz. The terrain of earthiness, which is defined completely by Shvira Sakalim. There, this nation reveals, excavates, explores, and ultimately finds 
the harmony, the echad. From one comes many, and then comes the avoida of the person, from many, one. What does it say on the dollar? E pluribus unum. You look at the dollar, Isaac, and you'll see. Today, when you spend some money, look at the dollar and you'll see. From many, one. So it's almost like the pole. You know, you have the North Pole and the South Pole. Huh? On the top, you have complete oneness, complete oneness, and then complete fragmentation. And then the human being comes in and says, and now we're going to bring back everything to oneness, everything back to Echad. Even though in Eretz you have the greatest fragmentation. Here everything is full of fragmentation and multiplicity. The definition of avoid, the definition of Torah is to make it one. This is what it means. They elevate all the sparks that fell down in Shvirus Hakelim. They all become sublimated and elevated in the oneness of Hashem because really no spark is divided from any other spark. No soul is divided from any other soul. No angel is divided from any other angel. It's all complete oneness. Shvirus Hakelim doesn't allow us to see that oneness because we find a new interpretation of reality, because the vessels have been shattered, and we now seek a new identity, because I don't know who I am, so I have to search for myself. Ayeka, who am I? So the Bayes goes to therapy, and suddenly tries to come to peace with being a detached base. And the Rage goes to therapy, and after many, many years, the Rage is working very hard to be comfortable as a detached Rage. And the same is true with the Vav and the Chaf. Before that, they didn't need this. They didn't need this because they knew exactly who they were, and they were very comfortable with who they were. Who were they? They were expressions of oneness. But in this sense of fragmentation, I experienced the trauma of isolation and separation, and now I seek a substitute identity as a detached creature. Really, I'm seeking divine attachment, attachment with Achdus Hashem, Einoid Molvada, Ein Soif. But I don't know it. I've been broken. Part of the brokenness is I don't even know who I am. I don't know. If I would know who I am, I wouldn't be broken, right? Now, breaking, brokenness could be on many levels. How broken? There's brokenness, Bria, brokenness, Yitzir, brokenness, and Asiyah. And in the ultimate Shvira of Asiya, the period reaches a crescendo of individuality. And all I seek is individuality. And more individuality means less you, more me. Less you, more me. Less you, more me. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. Yes, exactly. And I say thank you. And I leave, but I'm still miserable. Because individuality, when it's taken out of context, when it's taken out of context, actually deprives me from me. Because the nitzutz is not separate. <laughs> There's no 288 nitzutzes. There's no endless particles. There's one. There is one. But that's not true. There are endless particles. 
Depends what, what glasses I'm wearing. Every year in physics, the world becomes more unified and more unified. And today they're looking for the string theory. The string theory is the one theory that is responsible for everything. In other words, there's oneness. Everything is a manifestation of oneness. That was and is the revolution of what Judaism is trying to accomplish. To create the echad ba'aretz. From one came many, and then you look at this world and you say, and from many, we create one. Well, everyone has their nitsutsus that they're given. So we do it, we do it together, but we also do it alone. Every person has what's called their sparks. Their oneness and the sparks that they deal with and the people they deal with. And you have your family, you have yourself, you have your home, you have your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's, of course, what we do with others. It's, it's both, both are very true. Just like in halacha, there's things you do biyachid, there's things you do betzibur. Yeah, but 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 humanity was much smaller. He's speaking in, in Klal Yisrael. It's only Samachresh. They all have nitzutzes. Everyone has a nitzutz. Every rock has a spark. Every animal, certainly a person, is b'tzalem alakim. I'm not understanding the question. He doesn't mean in this world. In this world, nobody was split to form. He means in Brian, it's, it's, a, it's a completely spiritual place. In this world, there's no four. When you speak about Bria, Bria doesn't mean a physical world. It's a certain way of seeing the world. You understand what I'm saying? It's like you put on glasses. No, 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 no. That's what it means. In other words, for example, just an example, like in chemistry, uh, you'll, uh, you'll speak about uh, um, if you ask if you ask what the world is made of, what what exists on our planet, right? What doesn't? I mean, you start off. What exists in the water? I mean, everything has every creature, every type of every living organism, and it. it I can, no, people can't even enumerate it. How many? Species of insects are there? Anybody knows how many species of insects are there? <laughs> and how many? Th- huh? Yeah, I think wh- I think we know we know, and there's much more, there's much more. But I think we know about one and a half different, sp- one and a half million different species. But each species has endless di- diverse. How many people could name more than twenty? <laughs> how many types of trees are there? So it's endless now. But if you talk about from a deeper perspective, what are they made up of? The deeper you go, yeah, the numbers are going to decrease and decrease and decrease. But even from a scientific point of view, the deeper you go, you go to the Shirish, right? Huh? Yeah, you go to molecular level, atomic level. In chemistry, you go to a subatomic level. 
right? The same is true in a person. You look at a body, there's so much going on. Then you go back, you go back to the, to the cell, what's called the cellular level. Yeah. And each cell, you go back there. So what happens? All the diversity is there, but it shrinks in terms of, of multiplicity. Same is true in the world, the world of psychology, right? A psychologist will tell you, and I'm not discussing if they're right or wrong completely. They may be a little right. They may be a little wrong. He'll tell you, I have seen over 60 years, I have seen, I don't know, 10,000 people. Every one of those people was sure that their story is unique, right? So in psychology, he says, most people are dealing with one, two, three, four, five, six problems. So 10,000 people, he turned into six cases. This one needs validation, and this one is looking for self-esteem, and this one needs love, and this one needs boundaries. That's it. Huh? <laughs> There's the Maslow, uh, Abraham Maslow pyramid. But seven billion people. No, there's one pyramid. <laughs> you just represented this, we represent this way. So we see even Pashat and Chachmas Chitzonius, the deeper you go into reality, the more you see the, the, what's it called? The archetype, the archetypes, the, huh? The archetypes, the paradigms. It's a manifestation of a certain law of nature. Now, it doesn't mean the individuality is not important. It's very important. But it's a manifestation of a larger pattern. And it's very important to know those patterns because if you don't know those patterns, you can't understand the individual expression. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you reach the Nekud of Echad. Go Echad Baritz. Verstehst du, What's the name of Hashem and well, you have you have Av and you have Sag and you have Ma and you have Ban. Yeah, but the next series is what Av. Av? Well, Av is Kesser and and Ma is Chachma. It's in Atzilus itself. There's okay. We can explore that. Why two eighty eight? It's a it's a very good question. Arizal discusses it. That's true. Einoid Mulvada. There was no experience of oneness, but there was oneness. <laughs> there was oneness because there was nothing outside of oneness. <laughs> everything, everything is one. Yeah, there's Gula Pratis and Gula Klolos. Essentially, the Gula Klolos is a critical mass of individuals reaching a Gula Pratis. Zestach that the Balatanya himself was astounded by the length of Gullus and uh I wouldn't use the word okay, he's just saying that it's not sure that it's a mistake, that it's a never ending process. That's his point. It's like uh, two hundred and eighty eight, so so what is this? So Lailam Vod was two hundred and eighty eight. He left something that actually actually can bring this sparks. Yeah, that's what we mean, ban of Atsilas. Yeah, 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 that's what he meant. Yeah, ban of Atsilas, which is Malchus of Atsilas, which is the source for Bria. Yeah. Until it's one. There's no 288. Yeah, that's, yes. That's when it's shattered. The vessels are shattered, and with each shattered piece, there's a spark that's also shattered, so to speak, fragmented. 
And how many pieces? How many particles? 288. And that's mirachefes, which is reish peiches meis. 288 go through what's called a death process. And why we call it death is because it's unrecognizable. It's detached from its source. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel that lifeline. It's not connected anymore in its, in its, from our perception. That's why it's called mace. Yeah, the difference of shvira and not shvira. Yeah. The shvira or shvira and not shvira is really a difference of perspective. Das. Chachma. It's chachma. When there's chachma, there's no shvira anymore. Kulam b'chachma sisa. When there's the insight of Chachma, the epiphany of Chachma, which is the, cl- the divine clarity of things, there's no Shvira anymore. Shvira is always perception. You understand? You're one. Your name is one. Even your name is one. What's your name? Your name is the world. The way you articulate yourself in the universe. That's your name. How do I know God? I don't know His essence. I know his name. I know his reputation. <laughs> How do I know a great architect? I look at his homes. How do I know a great artist? I look at his pieces of art. How do I know a great writer? I read his books. How do I know a great speaker? I hear his speeches. How do I know a great dancer? I see him dance, etc. Right? I know him through his names, through his expression. What's happening inside his soul? I don't know. I don't have access. He may also not know. So, Ata Echot. Veshimcha is also Echot. It's all one. What changed is a process called Shriya which simple English means Hashem allowed us to have a perception of division. There was no perception of division. There was no division. The Achdus was the only reality. But now we have a perception of fragmentation, of Machloikas, of Pirud, of Ribuy. Each world more and more and more until this world where it reaches the peak of fragmentation and isolation. The trauma of Shriya Sakalim is shattered. It's like when the Kali is shattered, the la- you know, it breaks, it still has two, three pieces, and then it breaks that last time and it's all over the place. And now you gotta go, now you gotta go bring the pieces together. That's what we're doing. So you're just a pixel in the game. But, but it's not just a pixel, it's, it's a, it's a divine pixel. And this is, so he says, it's not just in the person, it's in the Nitzutz Aleki, it's in the Shamas, it's in Malachim, it's in Kaychus Alekim. The divine energy, so to speak, goes through the breakage. Aishim Echot, but that's what Shreya Sakelem, Shreya Sakelem means that the base does not recognize itself as part of Baruch. And it's, it seeks a new identity, because its Neshama is not revealed. The Oir is not revealed anymore, the Kalim are shattered. So now the Kali says, who am I? Starts looking for itself. What's the Goy Echad Baris? The Goy Echad Baris is the ones who come into the Eretz and they're Megala, the Achdus in the Eretz. In the Eretz. In this earth. Earth. Earth is defined by material reality, which is completely defined by multiplicity and fragmentation. Ribuy and Pirud. This is the Goy, the nation that could re- has the capacity to reveal the Echad in the Eretz. And that's different and deeper than Ata Echad V'Shem Echad. Ata Echad V'Shem Echad didn't withstand Shvir Sakelem. <laughs> Shvir Sakelem put an end to that. The Goy Echad Ba'aretz is those who revolutionized the landscape of planet Earth to make from the many one. So we need the first taste. So we need the Einsteins. 
Every every Einstein is a Jew. Every Jew is is Einstein in his own way. But uh, we see a lot of times that uh, they don't know this. <laughs> the, way we, the way we go in our education, we go from tikkun to kilkul. Destroy every okay. so, that's what the Torah says. Vizoyis avoidus so Adam. He says this is this is the Torah of Yiddishkeit. This is the Torah of Yiddishkeit. To be able to uh, see the symphony of creation, to turn creation into a symphony, a singing symphony, to look at the Marabu and say Kulam b'chachma asisa. It's all a dancing symphony. And as in a symphony, there's complete synchronization, even though there's so many different musicians and so many different instruments. But the reason is because there's a director. Imagine a conductor. Imagine the conductor says, I'm out of this place, right? So what happens? Chaos, complete chaos. But in, in, in a proper symphony, we're very different. I'm on the drums, you're on the cello, he's on the violin, he's on the guitar. Yeah, but we're completely working together. And it doesn't mean I'm not an individual anymore. I have to play the violin. If I start play, if I start, uh, playing the flute or the harp, I'm, 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 I'm compromising the symphony. I have to play the violin. But somehow you're not my competitor. I'm not wishing that you're dead. Get out of my seat. Get out of my, my hall. Get out of my thing. On the contrary. I want you. Your music helps my music. My music helps your music because it's one symphony. But without that conductor, it breaks up. It breaks down. Yeah, I know. And that's the point. That's why we're learning it. But that's really what, it, that's really what we're talking about. And it's true with the whole world. It's true with the whole world. Remember, the Nitsutsus are everywhere. The Nitsutsus are in rocks and in ants, right? And in trees and in boulders and in stars and in galaxies and in planets and in every cell. In every jinnam, there's Nitsutsus. Nothing could live without Nitsutsus. Nitsutsus is the divine particles. And it's really a very also elegant language. He keeps on saying how the divine energy is divided into particles. Everything is particles, right? And really it's all one. That's the language. The language is particles, particles. But if you go deeper, all the particles are just an articulation of oneness. That's what's so powerful here because it's much of the language of science today the more our glasses are becoming refined, the more we get to see how the manif- how all of the diversity of creation is just a manifestation, a manifestation of of, of oneness. I use the, the 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 term symphony. The string theory is called string. You know why it's called string? Huh? Because basically, it's like they almost compare it to a violin that vibrates, and those vibrations are the triggers behind the entire universe. So you're looking at endless multiplicity, but you're really just looking at the way oneness is articulated in different ways through different frequencies and different antennas that we could pick up. That's it. You understand? And the more we refine our kalim, 
our, 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 our perspectives, the more everything goes back to Echad. The more distant we are, the more our glasses are tainted, the less we see that. At a very surface view, it's always just division. A deeper view, there's more unity. On the deepest level, as you go deeper and deeper, and the doors of perception are cleansed, the individuality of every nivra is an articulation of a certain vibration of oneness. Was it Majid Sarabi that said that everybody, everyone has its own meaning? That's pretty much. Reb Nachman, I think. Lekutei Maharan. Lekutei Maharan, Reb Nachman of says. Everything has a nigan. He says, every, gra- every grass, he says, every grass has a nigan. And it's playing a nigan. It's a vibration, yeah. It's a vibration. Yeah. Lekutei Maharan, he says it. Alts Beseder. Shemagalag of the Achdos. Davening. What's davening? That's what davening is. What's davening? Davening is a Jew wakes up. What are you? What are you davening for? Every day the same thing. It's like here we go again. It's very boring for so many people, but it's really a very profound experience. It's you wake up, you're confronting a world of fragmentation, and really you're starting a revolution. Yeah. But every day you're starting it. And what, what is it? You're basically, all of davening is a declaration of oneness. You're protesting the external nature of reality. That takes courage. It takes courage. Because so much of you is screaming, no, 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 no. This is it. And you're really protesting it. <laughs> we all have that screaming part. Including laziness. Laziness is also part of that. Laziness means I'm detached, I'm not interested. I'm not, what do you mean I'm not interested? I'm not connected to anything. Just leave me alone. I want to go eat. I want to go watch whatever. And you're protesting that within yourself. You're saying that's the external facade. On a deeper level, I want oneness, right? And when you do this, sometimes it takes discipline. You experience the oneness. And there's a certain, there's a certain, uh, a delight and pleasure that comes your way. But when we are in a lot of pain, we create substitutes because we're in so much pain, so we have to deny the pain, the source of the pain. So we create substitutes. If if I really want to be close to you, I want to be very close to my father, or my mother, or my wife, or my husband, or my child, or my best friend, but we're not. We're not. So instead of saying, I'm in pain, what I say is, I don't need you anymore. You're a lowlife. You're a sick person. I really don't need you. You understand? I seal, I want to seal the pain. It's too much. So I break off from you. I detach from you and I, and I just put a seal on it. But really what's happening is I'm just reacting to that pain and I'm doing everything just to distract myself from it. In other words, I create a substitute identity, which is false. Of course you want to be close to your father. He's your father. He's your, she's your mother. This is your wife, your child. Estrangement is not an option. Estrangement is not an option. So don't create a substitute reality. Be, be in this reality and, and confront the pain of the shvira. 
But that's hard. But you understand what I'm saying? We romanticize our isolation because it's too painful to acknowledge how much connection we need. So we romanticize it. It's like, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody, anybody. Now I'm good. So to speak. You understand all this? Huh? Yeah, false illusion. And, and, and we understand why. It's too painful not to be in that false illusion. Shvir is painful. It creates a trauma. So now we create a double trauma by not acknowledging that there's a trauma. I don't acknowledge it, so I create a new trauma. And in many ways, it's worse than the first one. Because the first one you could confront and say, this hurts. And how do I repair it? How do the bays and the Reish come back together? And the second one, the base says, I don't know who the Reish is. I never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I never heard of you. You're my mother. No, there's no such a thing. I was hatched. <laughs> you understand? So we run and run and run from the other people, but we're really running from ourselves. Because if I'm part of Baruch and I run away from the Reish, I'm running away from myself. I'm running away from my... My song. And we understand why people run away. For them, baruch is not baruch. It's aru. It's a dysfunctional word. <laughs> I don't want to be part of a dysfunctional family, so I run away. Right? And sometimes running away in certain situations is your only option. If the word is baruch, you shouldn't run away. But if the word is aru, <laughs> which means a curse, you should probably run away. But it's, it's a painful reality. So it's, it's, it's not so simple. I'm just saying this is all how it plays itself out in people's lives in a very acute way. Okay, I think enough for one day, no? You have enough work for today? So let's go, Davin, and try to find the unity. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.